Welcome to SBCA's Lumber Connection Podcast, where we discuss today's market and explore tomorrow's trends. Here's our host, Molly Butts. Hello and welcome to Lumber Connection. It's the week of November 28th, 2022, and I'm back in the studio with my regular experts, Ken Timmons and Justin Binning. Both Ken and Justin are from American International Forest Products, or AIFP. Welcome back to the podcast, gentlemen. Thanks, Molly. Hey, Molly. How are you? Good. Actually, maybe you guys should be saying welcome back to me. A shout out to uh, Jess Lowe's for filling in for me a couple weeks ago while I was out on vacation. Appreciate that. You guys had some fun, I heard. Yep. Awesome. I hope you both had a lovely long weekend with family or friends or both. Any good Thanksgiving tidbits to share with our group today? Try to stay out of the way. Good call. You know, good call. You know, that's the, both the in-laws, family, nice furniture, sofas, <laughs> chairs. So I made sure those were working properly. Test those out. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. <laughs> and they're working, working just fine. So perfect. Yeah. yeah. Tried to stay out of the way and, and uh, did some furniture testing mostly. I'm more of a quality control guy myself. You got to okay. make sure the, the turkey's not poisonous. Okay. And you got to do a few repetitions before people get in there to make sure you got uh, yeah. you know enough data points. I really appreciate you taking one for the team. <laughs> yeah, good just to get away for a little bit, see the family, you know, give thanks. Awesome. You know, awesome. hard getting back into the groove, though. That was well, for sure. Totally. Say that again. I'd probably trade better if I had a pumpkin pie sitting in my cubicle, but I don't. So. Oh, I have a full one. You could you could have a slice right now if I'd have known. I'd have gotten it there. <laughs> would have been great. It would have been sweet. We're setting into the stretch of eternal darkness here in the Northwest. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, dark and cold when we go to work and then it's uh, darker dark. and colder. <laughs> when you go home. <laughs> I was going to say that, but you got ahead of me. Well, speaking of getting to work, uh, why don't we just jump in and start with an update on the lumber market over the last couple of weeks? Sure. Yeah. So it's, um, you know, in talking with Yellow Pine, came into the holiday break where we started to feel like it just was starting to kind of hit a lull. And we, you know, the week prior, it's, we had a little bit of momentum. Um, and there was, you know, two camps, I feel like that felt like one, you know, we could feel relatively stable and may see an increase in at least some items uh, through the month of December. And another camp that uh, thought otherwise, that the market was probably, um, going to stall and, and go lower and the mills didn't have the enough uh, to kind of hold the line uh, per se and keep prices where they're at. So it feels like the latter is coming true. Um, we're starting to see some pretty significant price breaks, uh, at least on six inch, eight inch, um, some 10 inch items as well. Um, four inch is just kind of hanging in there. It feels like for the most part, at least on the number two rate. Um, when we talk stress grades, again, it's kind of same story there. Um, anything with, you know, MSR related continues to be extremely tight, um, throughout every zone, uh, whether it's West, East or Central. So yeah, it feels like we're going to have kind of a, a reprieve in pricing. Um, I wouldn't say it would be too drastic and obviously I'm not going to give an exact, you know, forecasting from a number perspective on what I think it may be, but I, I think there's, you know, an opportunity to get some stuff purchased. And I, and I think that the, as we get through the month of December, I do think we're going to see a more sizable buy happen, whether that's, you know, just before Christmas, maybe shortly thereafter or the new year. But I think at least the next three weeks will be a bit of a grind. And I think it's going to be a challenge, at least from a sawmills perspective on fighting for those orders. 
I know talking to one one supplier today is like, just got to make it through these two weeks, you know, and then we're taking some downtime and and then we get a little break for the holidays. And then I said, yeah, well, then we then we got to pick back up. Then he goes, yeah, well, at least we'll be rested by that point. So that's kind of where I think we're at with with Pine right now. It's a bit of a slugfest, and but there's deals out there to be made, you know, some aggressive pricing that looks really good. And then when you look at overall pricing and random lengths print, it's the first time in a long time. I mean, it's you got to really look hard at the front page to decipher, you know, what items what. I mean, the grouping of pricing is so close. The big standout is is two by twelve on West Side, kind of leading the charge from a pricing perspective. But outside of that, everything's really lumped in together, very close to uh, one another in terms of pricing right now. So the battle lies with each mill each day and what they've got to face and the challenges that they have and what they're running and what kind of piling up on them, but every mill is different, you know, whatever they're running that particular week or time. So should line up the right one, stay busy, stay active on the phone with your customers. That's where they're going to find the best deals. Similar, but different out in the West in general market tone, very similar to what Justin's saying, low prices. I think on the trading floor today, I've heard the term investment levels a thousand times, you know, and it really, the fur market stuck for him for white fur based on what grade you are looking at is wildly different, right? Like um, I would say in some stud products, the bottom of the market was probably put in this morning. They started out asking the mill, hey, it's going to be a scary three, four weeks. You know, what what can we do to, you know, move the wood for you and get out of that market? Oh, no, no, no. Just, you know, we'll take one, we'll take two, no big chunks. 30 minutes later, hey, we sold December. Whoa, that happened real quick. Wow. So, Again, now that's stud products, not necessarily cordstock or webstock. Studs right. do affect webstock quite a bit. But, um, you know, if you look at cordstock, very two-tiered market. The coastal producers, Oregon, Washington, California guys, that's a completely different market than the inland producers, the Idaho, Montana guys. So depending on where you are located as a component manufacturer is probably where the better deal is going to come from just because of freight. Sure. Um, I'd say probably unless... If you're kind of Phoenix South, Phoenix or New Mexico or Texas, that's kind of where the freight washes out in either region could be your better play. In general, I, I still think fur cordstock is overpriced in the market, selling for double or triple what you can buy other products for. And frankly, I actually kind of think webstock's overpriced too. <laughs> but it's still moving. It's not accumulating massive piles of any signals. There are definitely products like Justin saying where certain mills are getting sweaty and need to move inventory. And there's other products and mills that just are sitting calm. You know, there's a, there's guys that took downtime for Thanksgiving. There's guys that take a couple weeks of downtime in the end of December. Christmas. Yeah. I mean, these are the, the market is very low, cheaper. Some products are cheaper than they've been since before COVID years since it's been this The mills really aren't incentivized to take a bunch of orders at these levels, right? Right. If there's any light at the end of the tunnel, they're going to hold their breath and try and get to the light at the end of the tunnel. So kind of all over the bag in terms of uh, trust lumber, cord stock, web stock, MSR, in my opinion, it's overpriced, but that's just the equilibrium of the market. Supply and demand is just justifying that price day in and day out. It's still moving. Business is good. Uh, Quieter tone going into the winter. But uh, every day there's, it seems like there's a new plant popping up or a trust guy's now doing wall panels or two companies are merging or, you know, I'm seeing a lot of that kind of stuff going on. So 
You had mentioned time of the year too, very traditionally in the lumber market. December is actually a pretty good month typically in terms of um, market appreciation. Almost always the last last couple of weeks of December. Uh, last year's market started earlier, kind of yeah. before Thanksgiving. Yeah, I would say mid-November I was looking at. Right. And that was an outlier year. This year's pretty classic in the trend, I think, for fur products. And I could I could see this thing dwindling for a few weeks. I could see it working up gently. I don't think there's any violent swing in either direction, but I think you could make a case for the price going either way, market to market, product to product. There's no one clear direction. Yeah, I mean, so I'm going to back up just a little bit. We were actually talking just before we got started. So what what our listeners don't have as background is that I've been looking, you know, obviously at market trends a little bit. I always do a little research before we get started and came across a graph that sort of showed that end of the year, there have been some upticks in pricing for the last two years, right? So both 2020 and 21. And that was sort of an interesting trend. But it, what you guys are saying is we won't likely see that. I mean, and it wasn't like a flip. It was like a whoop, like a little tail on the end there going up pretty high. And it sounds like from what you're thinking about, we're, we're not headed into that sort of, you know, anticipation. <laughs> Well, I mean, again, I think those last two years are such an anomaly, like it wasn't a real world. I mean, it was, but it wasn't, right? Like it was, there was just, it was madness. So, uh, but yeah. to Kenny's point, you know, historically, if we go back before that, um, that's not always the trend or, you know, very seldom is, but no, I feel, feel what you're saying. And again, yeah, those numbers are spot on and those trends were accurate, but, um, certainly not feeling it, not with the, the challenges that we're facing right now, the overall sentiment. But with that said, not to be too much of a Debbie Downer, there's still a lot of positives um, out there and good things that are happening. But I just think it's a lot of ways, again, what we talked about over the last several weeks, inventory management and the difference in how that's being done now. Right. Guys want to see the dirt before they're buying, you know, like that's that's where their head's at. And so that fear piece is taken out of the market. They're not afraid of the price. They're not afraid of not being able to get wood. Right. And so when that those feelings are there and justifiable to a point, they're going to stay in their lane and they're going to buy the way they want to buy. And that's how they've showed us they're going to do it right now. And um, that's why you're seeing these cycles almost pattern itself each time. I mean, sometimes they've been shorter and sometimes a little bit longer, but either way, the cycle is remaining the same, whether it's off four weeks, on two weeks, off four weeks, on two weeks. Like that's the way it's really felt, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. But a question about that. You mentioned both of you have said sort of the similar of like the supply and the demand is there, right? But now, and we've had a very, what I think, at least in my neck of the woods, which is uncommon, a pretty mild winter so far. But I do think that that is a little bit more true for the states in general, you know, maybe not globally, but I feel like in the states, it's been mild, not certainly across the board, but in general. And now we're starting to see some actual, finally, late in the game, true winter weather set in, like north especially. I've got some friends in Minnesota that got pretty hit pretty hard this week. And, you know, but you're seeing pockets of some true winter weather, which is going to drive that demand down a little bit, I have to imagine, over the next, I don't know, let's say eight weeks, you know, depending on how long it lasts in certain places. Does that have a potential to impact some of the supply-demand balance from your perspective? Definitely demand. Yeah. It is tough to build when your concrete slab is two feet under snow. And you're right. I mean, it's been mild here, but it, the rain is rippy in Portland this week. And it's not okay. going to stop. We have a coworker who lives in northern Idaho. 
I saw on Facebook this morning, she posted, wow, look at all this snow on my car. And then 30 minutes later, she posted again. Wow, it doubled. Right? Oh so you're totally gosh. right. There is winter weather coming in at us hard. Yeah. But I think it's routine and expected to an extent, right? True, like, true. Uh, trust The trust manufacturers, they're very heavy MSR users in a lot of spots, likely snow bearing markets. So I don't know. It actually, it, it kind of in a non-conventional way of thinking about it since it's this this late in the year right probably increased demand up until this point absolutely had to have yeah yeah it'll curb some guys now but i'd be hard pressed to think a lot of those component manufacturers in some markets are pretty thankful that it held off for so long really shouldn't affect supply in my opinion out of the west okay all right you guys said freight can kind of it sounds like freight could kind of rule the roost in a few places at this point just because you know the the actual lumber market on its own is a little more static, let's say. I don't know if that's the right word, but use it. So transportation, I mean, it's really just, is this about gas prices still? It sounds like transportation has been kind of parking up over the last few months as well. So what, if anything, are the concerns related to freight, transportation, et cetera? I don't have a ton of concerns at this point. I mean, I, from my perspective, at least hauling out throughout the South, whether it's the Southwest, Southeast, really haven't had many discussions in terms of freight, you know, trucking or gosh, this is killing me or this is tough. Wait, it's, no. There's a lot of discovery going on, I feel like right now. And like a lot of that because there is more capacity that I think is out, out slightly outweighing, you know, the demand in terms of, you know, products to be shipped. So we're seeing, we're, we're seeing the rates come down. Yeah. You still got some fuels charges, surcharges on there, but the overall per mile basis seems to um, at least have settled into some certain levels in certain lanes, or we're seeing the price continue to to come down in a lot of spots. Um, so that's been pretty good. I, the weather part, you know, we talk about that. I have seen several occasions. I mean, it's, it's taken me a month um, on two cars coming out of two different places because of, you know, uh, bad weather. And you know, that's affected uh, the tracks. And so, I mean, I've had more issues with cars than I have on trucks and not because of car capacity, just simply because weather-related type stuff coming sure. out of the Northeast. Okay. That's just a, just a minor frustration, but, you know, that's doubled, maybe doubled the average time that it would take for a car to get somewhere. So that doesn't, it's not fun, but it is what it is. Um, but overall, I'd say, you know, Trucking and freight and rail across the board has been pretty good. Okay. Completely agree. Easy out of the West. Fuel surcharges are still crazy, but I filled up my truck at lunch today and it was 150 bucks with regular gas. So, I mean, nothing that uh, everyone's not getting slightly used to by this point. Availability's falling. I mean, I had a truck I called ready this morning and it was booked to pick up within 40 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, I'd say that's speedy. That's, that's not crazy. like, oh, that's good. That's like, that's fast. Yeah. I'm calling trucks ready and they're getting booked within a 30 minutes. Yeah, which is great. Okay. Rail's been Wait. fine. I heard this morning on the trading floor that the rail strike was avoided. That's great news. Transportation-wise, I really, I have no concerns or qualms. Wow, that's the best news on that front we've had, although it's been sounding pretty good. Well, I think as we start to wind down here, I, I always give you guys an opportunity to give your final thoughts. Ken, I think it was you that said investment levels. Are we... This, we're just going to start filling up stockings here? Is This sounds like an early Christmas present for a lot of our guys. So um, just tell me what you think for the next couple of weeks as we head into the heart of the holiday season. I would say anybody who's um, 
thinking about buying a ring and dropping down on their knee, just remember Webstock is a great Christmas present for your special loved ones. Yeah. I mean, we're just so cheap that downside potential is extremely minimal. You know, it is a, it is a safe level. If you look at, uh, graphs of the market and anyone who's listening, if you want graphs of the market, I'd happily provide them for you and explain it to you. But if you look at, you know, one year, five year, 10 year graphs, this lumber is darn cheap. And it's, it. It, it is cheap enough to the point where some sawmills are just going to stop making it. And we will talk curtailment. Hasn't happened yet. But, you know, it's we're in that ballpark. So, yeah. I mean, there's really not a lot to be worried about. I was reading a little bit about curtailment. Much on studs at all, you know, but some of the stud prices. We've seen. Crazy. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of what I meant by, you know, some of that might have bought them today. I mean, those prices are crazy. And kind of when we talk studs versus cord stock, I mean, cord stock, I'm selling for triple the price I'm buying and selling studs for. And that just is a very unnatural spread, price spread. It shouldn't be like that, which is part of the reason why I think cord's overvalued. But also, yeah, like we have, the market has drifted so far on studs, which is the bellwether item, leads it up, leads it down. In our morning meeting today, you have 35 traders piping hot coffee, everyone looking around, kind of like, like awestruck by the fact that we're talking about the prices we're talking about. So I don't know. I definitely think there's a lot of guys on the floor who have decided that that's a good time to invest. And there's a lot of customers who agree and they're investing too. I mean, there's uh, if you have, if you're a component manufacturer looking at your order file for trusses, I would say in general, most guys, very, very general statement here. Most guys keep six to eight weeks of an order file for trusses. If the market's crazy, it's 12 plus weeks. And if the market's bad, it's less than two weeks. I'd say general barometer, if you're a trust manufacturer with more than eight weeks worth of order file, go buy wood. I mean, you're, you do need it. You have the orders and the likelihood of the price staying here is very minimal. I mean, like uh, if say this is, let's just hypothetically, this is the bottom of the market. There's two shapes, right? There's a V-shaped market bottom, bounces hard and goes right back up. And there's a U-shaped market bottom where it kind of drags along the bottom. And I would say this was a U-shaped market bottom, and we're probably on the tail end of that U. Gonna, it's probably going up product to product, market to market. In general, if you took a composite price of everything, I think we're going to see some. If you ask me the same question, you know, I don't, I wouldn't necessarily agree. At least on yellow pine, you know, in terms of historic value levels, a lot of the stuff is, you know, it's close to, but a lot of it maybe could be could be viewed as uh, on the higher end. I'm not a strong believer that that necessarily that the price is going to be higher come the first of the year based on what we're seeing here, because I think a lot of the air is going to get still sucked out of this over the next few weeks. But I do think there's an opportunity over those next few weeks to address any immediate needs and get some really, really good pricing. But I, I'm, I'm still, I'm not sold on the first half of the year with any sort of big movement. It's going to be a lot of what we've been seeing, which is this back and forth kind of up, if you, like I said, up a couple of weeks, down a couple of weeks or, or whatever. Maybe it's three or four weeks, but it's, it's a much more gradual trade, both directions. I think it's going to continue to, to stay that way. I really do, at least until I change my mind. So my final thoughts for everybody is I hope they had a great Thanksgiving and I, and I wish them the best. I know we'll, we'll be meeting again before uh, Christmas, but yeah, one more. everybody enjoys this time with their families and loved ones. Love that. Well, that can say better. Perfect. Well, I think with that, that wraps up our episode for this week. Ken, Justin, thank you so much for your continued expertise and enthusiasm. 
As always, I've enjoyed our time together. I'll be a brief. Look forward to the next installment of Lumber Connection. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Molly. Talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. This has been a Lumber Connection podcast by SBCA. If you have a question you'd like a guest to answer on a future podcast, send it to podcast at sbcacomponents.com.